Can you hear me? Yes. So, first of all, where are you? I'm in a secret location. <laughs> Good. Um, we're still in New York City. We're about a couple blocks away from the plaza. Uh, I'm in a media hub with a bunch of other journalists and uh, people who are in charge of operating the, the live stream in addition to the website, the Flickr, the Twitter. There, there's about, from what I heard, a rough estimate of about uh, 50 gigs of media that was collected throughout the day and they're kind of combing through what's useful, editing what they can and uh, putting things together right now, um, which is the process that Don and I are in currently. Hmm. Well, that sounds like a good place to be, actually. Yeah. So, did you end up uh, rendezvousing with Caleb and Tegan at all? Uh, not in person. We contacted them by phone and uh, decided together that we wanted to stay and keep playing. Okay. And uh, do you think that you'll find a, a ride back? Yes. Eventually. <laughs> Good. No, I'm actually, uh, I met one of my friends here uh, who I met this summer in Iowa and we became immediately very close friends um, because we have similar revolutionary ideas and values. We avoided uh, arrest. What, arrest what seemed about three to four times today. We marched about five hours. Uh, we've been shooting video all day and we only slept about an hour last night. Mm. So we're both kind of tired. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm just glad you guys are, are not only safe, but it sounds like you're in the best place you possibly could be. You're with other media people. There is a lot going on here currently. Yes. Yeah. How many people are in there with you? Uh, there seems to be about 14 people in a one uh, room. One room. Mm -hmm. With, with a large bed. With a bed. <laughs> We're in a hotel. Okay. Are you, do you think you're going to make up, be able to make up for sleep that you didn't get last night? Yeah. I hope so. Do you feel pretty good about, as far as your role as media today, um, what you were able to discuss with people? Pretty much. I wish that I would have gotten some more interviews after the protest and like maybe perhaps during the protest, but it was very, very loud. Today being our first day here, we kind of really got involved with the uh, feeling out the vibe of everything. And since we're, we are part of the occupation crew, um, just sort of like feeling out the lifestyle of living in this little city inside of a city. Um, so we didn't quite get as many interviews as we would have liked, uh, but we're very prepared to take many more tomorrow. We're actually not going to go on the mark. Uh, we're going to be focused more on doing interviews. Um, we're trying to get into the mix, but also remain safe so that we can sort of be part of uh, a logistics crew that is forming and kind of helping develop new ideas like we're, be we're, we're putting up a couple websites tonight with our friend uh, where we're trying to organize smart mobs uh, in suits to hand out the Occupy Wall Street Journal in addition to giving out 
Yeah. Uh, the Wall Street Journal. The Occupy Wall Street Journal. And the other thing. Okay. Uh, We're doing things. Yeah. In suits? In suits. <laughs> no, no. That'll be fun. We're developing a smart mob, and oh, we're also looking to get uh, in-kind donors for the people who are living in the city, the on Wall Street, the people who are actually residing there currently. Um, we want to try and get in-kind donated badges uh, that say, like, I'm occupying Wall Street right now, uh, to kind of give people a sense of solidarity. Um, the police are using a lot of intimidation techniques to try and demotivate people. Uh, so we're kind of both here as inter as uh, journalists, but also for ourselves. You know, we came here initially for personal reasons. Um, so we're also doing being part of the revolutionary team that's trying to create log logistical motion to kind of organize people, keep them. Um, well motivated uh, and sending out as much information as possible, uh, educating people as to uh, proper etiquette while we're here, making sure to keep the peace in our hearts as uh, we're doing this um, because we are being instigated in many different ways by the police. So. And, and also like formulating new ideas about how to actually run a, like a society that is this tiny little city that is, you know, we're just trying to be as democratic um, as possible and, uh, you know, organizing teams uh, to take care of different things um, and uh, what is it, general assembly. Um, getting getting the general assembly and then breaking off into smaller groups uh, to talk about other issues. Um, I think that's an important an important aspect. Not only uh, being here, but also uh, becoming more and more organized um, and getting the word out about what is going on in all sorts of ways. So. Um. I'm so I'm so inspired, so proud. When do you have things planned for tomorrow? No plan, man. It's it's live. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's just happening. It's all a very organic process. Uh, it would be great to be able to plan our day, uh, but as it is, um, we're we're actually part of a team right now that's trying to get word out to people to protect themselves. There seems to be a, a mass raid about to occur. But that's speculation. It's, it's entirely speculative, uh, but it's going around. And to prepare for the worst, uh, but intend for the best, we're going out and informing people to start tweeting as much as possible, talking about how many people are actually, um, you know, they they they've erected a barricade around the the little camp area. Um, and there are streets full of police vans that are completely full of police that have all of the uh, riot cuffs on. This is the, the biggest show of police we've actually seen all day, and it's in the cover of darkness. Mm -hmm. uh, the General Assembly was postponed today uh, by several hours, so they're having it currently. Uh, the police are kind of like hiding just a block and a half away from 
the General Assembly. We just happened to notice it as we were on our way to uh, here. There's been a rumor here. It's been yet to confirmed by us personally. Um, but there seems to have been a donation by J.P. Morgan uh, in the amount of uh, around $4 million to the NYPD today. Um, so this, this is actually something that we're looking at speculatively uh, as we inform people down on the ground. Because um, they're, they're incredibly ready. We found the uh, potential information of this donation. Uh, it sounds like the, the mayor of New York is actually uh, pressing to get people out. Um, so uh, they barricaded the plaza. This has been their, ma their major tactic uh, that I've noticed today. Uh, being here only one day, of course, is not a full view of everything that's going on. Uh, but I did notice and witness in person several times the police using the environment of the city to bottleneck and make mass arrests. Uh, they actually had, they had the uh, the bus system, the public bus system, actually backed up onto the bridge today so that they could arrest people at dozens of people at a time. Um, so they're, they're, they're incredibly organized um, and they're working together all the different facets of the, the, the system here are working together uh, the corporations, the police officers, the public transportation, even the media, we've gone around and seen, a, we've asked everyone to see with a camera, like a, a corporate sponsored camera, who they're working for. Um, we have been able to have conversations with stations uh, such as Russia Today, RT, I don't mm. know if you're familiar very, with that. Very familiar with that. So they, they're here, they have a presence here, and they're very kind and willing to speak their opinions, uh, both uh, personally and as, as being people. They were willing to be interviewed as camera people. Uh, all the other news channels have, uh, have remained impartial and are very stoic. They're just, they have the same responses as the policemen when you ask them how they feel about what's going on. They have the same responses. Uh, as all the departments of, 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 of civil authority that are out here, um, they're all just they're unable to say anything, they're unable to have an opinion, and they're unable to join the protest. Uh, so all those kind of clues together are kind of pressing us to want to get back out on the streets, uh, film what's going on in the, at the police level before uh, I don't believe that they're actually going to raid for another two to three hours uh, due to the amount of people that are out there. So we ha we're kind of in a crucial time when we want to get back out on the streets and do as much reporting as we can uh, before it goes down and we got to get out of there. Um, so that's kind of one thing that's happening right now. That's pretty much the big thing that's happening that's right now. That's the big thing that's happening right now. Lots and mm -hmm. lots of police presence. Uh, we're, we're, the room that we're currently sitting in, um, it, it, well, yeah, I believe I, I mentioned this already, it's the main media hub. Uh, we're kind of the counter organization to what's going on at the municipal level. Uh, we're trying to be as informative and um, tactical with our deployments of media as we, as we can and uh, making sure that the people on the ground 
uh, are able to reach out through Twitter and Facebook, um, have their cameras charged and at ready. Uh, we're running extra generators right now. We, we beefed up the media station today um, through lots and lots of donations. Um, so we, we've been able to purchase another generator and kind of like start to build like a little actual kind of city sort of. <laughs> it's kind of impressive. Uh, with, there's a, the, there was a comfort and medical tent that was uh, added to the, the infrastructure here at the small town. Uh, people are giving away uh, what we've been drinking, all the cold flu, like uh, what's that stuff? Airborne. Airborne and those kinds of things. And, and they're right in front of uh, water bottles. So we've been grabbing a couple, tossing them in a water bottle and pretty much drinking those all day. Um, there's a lot of people here, and uh, I feel like it could be easy to get sick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Especially with the rain, not being able to erect a proper shelter. Yeah, not being able to sleep, all the intimidation tactics by the, by the police, uh, not being able to erect the proper shelter for the weather patterns that are going on here. So uh, we're trying our best to keep healthy so we can stay out here as long as possible. It's hard to stay dry. <laughs> I, I love McDonald's air dryer. Yes. <laughs> I dried my shoes without it today. <laughs> Mc, Mc, which actually is an interesting thing. McDonald's has been really supportive in terms of allowing all the protesters en masse to, to just go in and use their facilities for, for the restrooms, which is one, one component of this organization. We do not have uh, Jiffy Don, you don't have, you know, restrooms for us. Right. You have to depend on the, the buildings that are around it. Not all of the buildings are entirely receptive to the Occupy message. Uh, so they're also using different tactics and keep people from, keep people from uh, feeling good. The, the, there, there's definitely a light and dark energy that's happening here. There are a lot of people that are supportive in a, the most intense and beautiful way. I had some of the most like amazing um, conversations today. Uh, there are also some people out there who are having very negative reactions to what's going on, uh, remain in, entirely uninfluenced by, by the message of the 99% and uh, are, are kind of bitter and angry that we're here. So. There's a lot of energy. It's very intense. And not to mention all the really weird sounds that go on. Weird synchron synchronicities. With like arrival times of helicopters and really... I've been in the city before and I've heard sounds, but I haven't heard many sounds quite like this. And I think that that's just another one of their possible intimidation tactics is because they want to drown out our like drumming and singing and once we stop and try to go to bed we hear like really weird high-pitched noises and like almost like rave music uh just like bass and kind of like uh, yeah almost like uh, they would use in a riot riot control mm -hmm. there's also been speculation it's all that is yes it is it um, is all speculation that uh yeah they're What's well, kind of like what's done saying that they're, they're they said there seems to be just unusual frequencies um, that 
you can kind of almost feel it in the air. It's, it's interesting. We, we walked up in the river and we couldn't locate the source of a, of, of a really kind of militant drumming sound. Uh, and we were never able to actually locate it. We thought that we would be the only people that are actually making those kinds of sounds, but it wasn't from us. It seemed to be emanating from a building nearby. Hmm. Um, I don't want to be too, like, conspiracy theorist. Because I think that this group is pretty steadfast, pretty, pretty uh, solid. Um. Yeah, I, uh, Posted a couple months ago, I tried to start the uh, med mob thing there in Williamsport. Med mob showed up today. Uh, about 300 people sat down and meditated for about an hour. Beautiful. Uh, we're, we're working with our friend Anya. We're trying to, uh, we're going to reach out to med mob and see, like, because it's a global, it's a, it's a global group of people. We're going to be trying to sort of like meditating and setting attentions through that group. Uh, to sort of like protect the energy around mm-hmm. around us in a way, you know, just sort of like putting it out there that that there is this kind of ominous, heavy yeah, heavy thing. energy that that's being cast upon us uh, in, a, in a very malicious and uh, malignant way. Um, so it's uh, we're doing our best to report. Uh, we're going to try and get as many interviews as possible, but we're also kind of out here uh, to really do our best and support what's going on at the fullest extent of our resources. How did the plan for you guys to decide to be a part of Occupy Wall Street uh, come about? What was your impetus? And then, and then once you all decided you were going to do this, uh, what did you think you were getting yourself into on the drive up? I was very excited at first. Um, whenever we were first in the car, I was very excited. I took a nap um, and uh, woke up in about, what, like an hour, a half hour, something like that. And once we started approaching like uh, some heavy traffic, I started to get a little nervous and was actually questioning like, what am I actually getting into? What is what is this going to end up being? Because uh, I mean, I, the first thing that I really saw, footage-wise, was the police brutality, and I was really starting to question, like, what am I getting myself into? You know, um, it's very, it's very uh, in between, really excited and really kind of scared and nervous, because um, this is completely new. We have no idea where this is going to take anybody. Despite being aware of the tactics that they're using, and it's kind of like, it's sort of, you think that it's kind of like looking at a horror movie, you, you, you intellectualize, you understand that it can't hurt you, and then you're not scared, but the reality here is that we probably could get hurt. We could get hurt. And uh, so you can't really think yourself out of the panic despite wanting to sort of act re- regardless. It, it, it has an impact. Yeah. 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 Yes, definitely. Being Even though I'm aware, I mean, I've always been in, intimidated by police officers in uniform. And especially in NYPD. They're really spooky. And now that, like, I'm their enemy, it's even more spooky. 
but you know, soon enough they'll soon enough they'll figure out that they should join with there, us. But there was a chant today. Yes. It was NYPD. You'll join us soon. You'll see. Yeah, you will join us soon. You see that that was the chant that kind of ran through the crowd uh, as the arrest were being made, someone just sort of like off the top of their head came up with that chant. And it, it went on for quite some time, actually. It seemed to affect them in a way. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. There was an energy, energy shift. Yeah. I ended up having some crazy wires today to get some awesome footage. I like scaled the bridge, <laughs> circus style, just wow. to get a, an angle to like look down, because I was trying, we had, the the procedure for people getting arrested here is that is that they they will um, you have to yell out your name yes you have you have the lawyer's number written on your arm and um, um, then there are a bunch of like lawyers guild people with green hats and you just start hollering out your name um, people will record you or write it down and then you collect and you go at the end of the day and collect all the people that have been okay. arrested. <laughs> it's like a game they're playing. Because there's nothing they can hold any of them on. They're just they're just arresting people just to spook us. Well, you know, Caleb had mentioned, uh, I think you did as well, and uh, Matthew, who was reporting for us, also mentioned that uh, that you hadn't seen entirely just all police are bad while you're there. Uh, in fact, Matthew had said that he really had nothing uh, nothing to report in the way of uh, an Anthony Bologna, um, you know, some... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that everything was generally pretty peaceful, and he said he, he felt a lot of love while he was there. Yes, yes. Um, I felt love from the blue-collar cops um, from the moment we arrived. I waved at one, and he like gave me a sly smile and a tiny little wave. I had one today, even after the arrests. That was about modifier. Try and um, like guide me uh, because I was about to make a mistake in the city, um, and he guided me to do the correct thing instead of leading me to be entrapped, so that he could possibly arrest me. You know. Um, and uh, and honestly, whenever the whenever the white shirts are not around the the blue collar cops, um, they're generally friendly. I had a lot of smiles and laughs and waves from the police officers while we were marching up until the bridge. And whenever it was right about whenever people started getting arrested. Well, what we're hearing about the bridge is that um, is that the the group was actually directed towards the bridge so that they could trap you on there. Yeah. Uh, we're also, we, we uh, found out that they arrested a 12-year-old girl while on the bridge. Wow. And uh, and then they um, they had all these buses uh, brought over, that, which I'm sure you're aware of, to, to blockade, and then also to cart away the some 400 people that got arrested yeah. on the bridge. It took you guys some time to get up there you got there during quiet hours. Uh, you were pretty cold. Someone had hypothermia, or multiple people had hypo hypothermia. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you you did the sleeping burrito tarp thing. Um, describe to me 
what it was like to wake up after not a really good night of sleep, but to, to wake up to the new day? Uh, hazy. <laughs> hazy, however, uh, I was pumped when I got up this morning just because of the amount of energy that's in the plaza. Even, I mean, when we woke up this morning, it, it was kind of slow. It, there are not as many people living and occupying Wall Street during the night uh, as that show up during the day. However, there seems to be about two to three hundred people who are camping there, um, and the vibe is very friendly and family. In the morning, people are you know saying hi. People are sweeping up. Uh, you're beginning to organize breakfast. You're getting st uh, donations constantly from local businesses or people just coming by. Um, so I personally woke up and felt pretty good this morning, despite not having much sleep. So the, the night is not over on the streets? No, no, by far. No, not at all. They have to push back the General Assembly. And uh, like I said, it seems that the police are kind of waiting for the General Assembly to sort of finish up. Um, it's my opinion, uh, due to the, uh, the grant given speculatively by J.P. Morgan to the NYPD today, uh, that they would go in so far as to plant false rioters in the crowd, have them right. act out, and then just go in after the whole crowd. I'm not so sure that's not what happened on the streets today, to be honest. There were actually two marches today. Okay. There was one march um, around 1 o'clock called the Slut Walk, and then there was also the uh, general um, uh, Occupy Wall Street we are the 99% um, walk march today at 3 p.m. And we went to all the way to Brooklyn. Now, in the park. Please, please describe that. Please describe your experiences on the march. It was very, very high energy for about, oh, I'd say maybe 45 minutes, if not longer. There was a lot going on all day. It started pretty much, I would say around 1 o'clock, people started like really, really showing up, showing their support. The general public seemed very receptive to it. Uh, even the police officers seemed quite receptive at that time. The uh, workers on the streets uh, that we were walking past in their buildings stopped and like gave the peace sign out their windows. Um, we had horns honking at us, people waving flags and giving us peace signs on the bridge. and. Even though they had no idea what was going on at that point, they were still very, very supportive um, all over the place. It was great. Because we now know that the reason that you ended up on the bridge was because the police had, had directed your human traffic in that direction so that they could trap you on the bridge. Uh, do you, can you describe anything out of the ordinary that, that you witnessed as you made your way to the bridge, were there police basically waving you in that direction, or did they close off streets? I mean, how did that work? There was mass confusion at that point, like not like riotous, but but no, there was no real direction um, being given. Um, the people were just being allowed. They were they were walking right past the police. They were being allowed to walk on the bridge or on the road of the bridge. Which we, we assumed was, was shut down because all of the other roads were shut down. Um, I was not in that group, so I don't know. 
exactly what happened. However, um, I do know that we called out a mic check and started directing people, um, disabled people, onto the uh, pedestrian path. And then we called out another um, collective uh, message um, that we should all just start walking on the pedestrian path. Hmm. At that time, the groups split up. Uh, the, the, the group that was on the pedestrian path was able to look down about uh, 30 feet below where the car traffic usually passes on the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, we were able to see the, the marchers that had been allowed to enter the bridge without any kind of warning that this isn't proper for protest. Um, and everybody up on the pedestrian path was looking down, taking pictures of the policemen, uh, many people, we've been instructed on how to deal with being arrested. Uh, the procedure is that you allow your face to be seen and you give your name or phone number, preferably your name, and then uh, the people who are not arrested collect themselves and go down to the police station and ask for the release of all the people whose names that they have uh, once they have the support of the uh, New York Lawyers Guild that is here uh, giving out all kinds of information on how to protect yourself during these marches, how to allow yourself to submit to arrest, uh, don't try and resist, don't hold on to your friends, you just go, you smile, you say your name to the crowd that is not arrested, and then uh, with the help of the lawyer's guilt, they, they go and collect them usually about 24 hours later. It sounded, I believe I heard today that the people were released on merely five hours after their arrest today. Other people, it took um, 28 hours in previous days. And then you got separated from Caleb and Tegan uh, during this time, and I initiated a, a conference call between between all of us. Um, so they had already made their way to the parking facility where Tegan's car was. You were still making your way off the bridge. Uh, we were thinking while I mean I was thinking while I was on the phone with you. It seemed as though, from what you were saying, that there was the possibility you may be about to get arrested. And uh, so you gave me the number for the advocacy lawyer. And and then shortly thereafter, you seemed fairly certain that you were not going to be arrested and you were not with the main group any longer. So what happened from there? So the, the second time that we felt we were in... Danger of arrest. Yeah, in danger of arrest uh, was we once we crossed into Brooklyn on the Brooklyn Bridge and we saw the other protesters being uh, taken away in municipal buses and having their bottleneck barricaded by municipal buses. Um, we ended up going to a park, I believe it was called Liberty Park, uh, which is in Brooklyn. <coughs> uh, we began a sort of soapbox session where people who just wanted to speak out 
and shared their mind on what was happening um, were allowed to, to speak. And towards the end of this soapbox session, uh, one of the coordinators came and uh, allowed a, let everybody know that uh, the police had been heard online or on on the walkie-talkie that they were sending municipal buses down to the park that we were in to make more mass arrests. Um, at that time, we diplomatically decided that we should uh, A, split up, and B, if we don't split up, walk back on the Manhattan Bridge. Uh, Don and I chose to continue walking and recording with the protesters. Uh, so by the time the announcement that the buses were coming to the Liberty Park for more mass arrests, uh, there, had, there was a police presence that was slowly building uh, with the group that was there in the park to the point that there were about 60 officers. Uh, um, so the group that we were a part of that began walking uh, across Manhattan Bridge back to Zuccotti Plaza uh, were being escorted without discussion by the police. Uh, people were kind of asking questions and they were unwilling to give information. Um, and the group self-organized to accommodate as many pedestrian laws as we could consider, uh, including pressing ourselves to the right side of the foot traffic lane uh, so that people who were going the opposite way could still pass um, and you know making sure that we don't cross at a red hand that we don't cross sign would you, would you like to uh, can I add something yes uh, while we were at the park um, we were informed um, through um, I don't know community informal information passing the, this thing that we call uh, mic check. Um, so why, don't, why don't you go ahead and describe what mic check is. Yes. We're going to keep referencing this idea called mic check. It's uh, We're going to let Don talk a little bit about that. Um, mic check is this um, concept. Uh, since we are not allowed to have megaphones or any sort of amplifying device, one person will holler out, mic check, the surrounding people will parrot back, mic check, um, getting the attention of the other people in the group. Um, and it'll happen probably one or two more times after that initial time, um, getting, getting more attention. And, and then the one person will speak in partial pieces of sentences and the rest of the group will communicate. The person delivering the message breaks their message down into about three words. Okay. And then, as loud as they can, everyone around them who hear those three words uh, will yell them out. And uh, that would allow anyone else around to uh, go ahead and hear what's going on. Um, the the benefit of that is that it's entirely organic and diplomatic. There, you never really know who's going to call out mic check, and as soon as you hear it, you don't question who says it. You you try and amplify anyone's ideas as loud as you can, 
Uh, it's been a real benefit in organizing everyone uh, while maintaining an organic nature. Uh, it's, it's a really great idea and um, it's kind of what's been allowing us to communicate effectively and self-organize. So what I wanted to say about the mic check happening today, um, some, that, that's what the soapbox was today. Um, everybody was saying, saying things and the entire crowd was amplifying. However, there was a piece of information that came through as soon as, pretty much as soon as we got to the park that somebody um, had information that the police said that, they, that we were allowed to be at the park. However, there are park regulations and at the same time, they were not, the police officer did not know what those regulations were. So we used social media and our smartphones and got on Google and checked out the regulations for that specific park and abided by those rules. We found out that you couldn't smoke cigarettes. Um, there, there are quite a number of smokers who walk along with the protest, but I did notice that as soon as everyone went to their uh, Google phone and found out that we weren't allowed to smoke cigarettes at the park, not a single person lit up a, a cigarette the whole time we were there. I, it was incredible. And right before we left, this is kind of another key component that sort of speaks to the zeitgeist of this movement. Um, the concept of pack in and pack out is very strong here. And even when we pass through as a, as a group that's protesting through something like a, a, a park, the last thing that we say uh, will be a mic check so that everyone makes sure they pick up the trash around them, leave the place cleaner than we found it and uh, in that way kind of show the concern that we have for the communities um, as we're doing this protest and not, and not just trying to force our voice into being heard. There's a lot of consideration uh, coming out of this group at the same time that they're, they're being made sure to be heard. Is there uniformity in like, what's the uniformity in the purpose that people sense from one another, or is it is it mostly like you said, like the like the mic check and stuff like that, like the way that they're functioning together, or do you sense like a uniform purpose for being there? The spectrum of people out here are astonishing. Uh, there are people from all walks of life, all over the country. Uh, every race is out here. I've seen signs written in Chinese. I've seen signs written in. Spanish, I've seen Arabic signs, uh, of course there's English, um, there are, uh, as, as you said, you there was a 12-year-old girl who was arrested today, so there are little kids running around, uh, there's a group of elderly women running around in yellow, uh, sort of over plastic coats, uh, th there are all kinds of people out here, and every there, there's kind of like almost a fatherly or motherly nature to the older people that they're kind of like really encouraging uh, the younger generation uh, and sort of giving guidance in a lot of ways uh, we've spoken to a couple different college professors who have given us ideas on tips on how to organize how to uh, 
protect ourselves uh, with these nonviolent procedures. Uh, they've given tips on uh, just protest in general as this generation is just kind of like figuring out how to do that. Um, so there, there are those, there, there were union workers. Uh, I spoke to a union worker from Boston today. Uh, so there are people here from all over the place um, at different levels of affluence. Uh, and the, so the, the other question, uh, what are the demands? I know that there is a list of demands. However, I think I've seen several lists of demands. Uh, I think that the idea here is that there is no centralized organization. Uh, people are doing a lot on the fly. Um, and I, I need to look into that further tomorrow to uh, figure out what those specific demands may be. Uh, however, I think that it would be really hard to pin down. Everyone has their own. Everyone here has their own reasons for being here. Um, but uh, one of my favorite signs today is a cur it swears, but it says basically in uh, polite terms, it says things are messed up, and that's messed up. And that's basically what the sign said in you know, polite terms. That's kind of the message here. Yeah. Um, because there is such a broad spectrum of, of people coming out and supporting the Occupy uh, movement, it's, it's, uh, the, the guidance given by the older generation does seem to lean towards, well, you guys need to come up with uh, specific demands so that we can address them. Um, but I believe that some of the power of what is happening here is that it's really hard to pin down those demands because there is such a broad spectrum of people that are here. The general idea is just that um, we really need to address all of the issues. There are all kinds of things that are going wrong right now. And uh, I, guess, I guess if we could pin down one of the slogans uh, that is chanted and passed out to be chanted is the idea that we are the 99%. There is an idea uh, here that is sort of anti-corporation. Uh, the people would like to see the businesses, uh, the corporations that are non-national, well, rather multinational, or just based here, but making anti-social amounts of money. Um, the idea is, is that we need to, how, how does that other one go? Feed the poor, tax the rich. How do we end the deficit, stop the war, and tax the rich? Uh, again, these are just some of the slogans that we've heard today. People, not, people not profit. Um, um, yeah, we are 99% and so are you. <laughs> Take our governments back for the people. My slogan today was, listen, we the people want our voice. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, if somebody wants to go to Wall Street, like, now, 
or tomorrow or something like what what do you have to take with you and how do you like how do you plan that you just take off and see what happens well, like what about food are there any places that try to help people out is there are there people like passing bread around or anything like that the the camp that has been established has kind of swollen swollen into a little miniature city in fact uh, there are stations that include medical supplies, dry stock. Uh, there's all kinds of media people gathering uh, to work with the live feed, to broadcast uh, to different places throughout the country, uh, to update the Occupy Wall Street uh, website. Uh, there's the live stream cameras. Uh, there are floating balloon cameras. There's all kinds of media that is being shot here and it's taking a big uh, effort, conjoined effort, to work through it all and make it attractive. Well, not attractive. Uh, well, to just give it real, give it raw, but give it in a way that isn't overwhelming. Um, there's a lot being shot, so we, I guess we're editing down to uh, the real nitty-gritty. Um, there are there is a kitchen uh, the first night that we were there uh, we brought some food donations and we couldn't even put it on the ground there was so much food there was like a wall of boxes stacked too high in canned foods and uh, these people are prepared and not only are they prepared it, and it's not even that they're prepared the, they're receiving so much support on the fly Everything here is on the fly. Uh, there is an amount of preparation, but it's all logistical preparation. A lot of the things that are coming into the camp on a day-to-day -day basis, I, it seems like they're just showing up. I'm sure that there are people reaching out to other organizations or folks that they know to try and accommodate as many needs and comfort as we can possibly get. Um, but I think also a lot of what we're getting is from reaching out to stations like WXPI uh, letting the listeners know that they can go to uh, www.occupywallstreet.org uh, and go to the donations page. And uh, I believe that they keep a fairly active account of what the current needs are uh, listed on that page. Logistics are getting, are getting figured out. Um, the best like the best thing that I can tell anybody that wants to come uh, would be bring bring uh, a tarp and bring things that will keep you dry and warm and comfortable shoes um, and any donations that you can bring along um, and a camera I mean that's important a camera seems to be a key element in the strategies for keeping everyone safe and uh, getting them out of jail. Yes. Um, this is this is this is a sort of confrontation between technologies in a way. Um, the police using their standard technologies, but the people who are organizing are using Facebook and Twitter and their cell phones and any kind of social media uh, that that they can bring in to play. Um, this is our tool for defending ourselves. The, the spin from the corporate 
news channels are trying to put on this is that we're just a bunch of hippies or we're unorganized. Uh, you know, they, they're not feeling the actual heart of the movement. They're just making slanderous commentary on the slide, the same old stuff that we've all heard. Um, but the, tru the truth is out there. And it, I think that it's the people's responsibility to kind of come and bring a little bit of truth for themselves. And so uh, any kind of like video camera, if you have a, a regular camera that can't shoot video, that, that can work just as well. Uh, audio devices. But the most important thing that I can tell you is keep yourself taken care of. It gets wet, it gets cold, because you are not allowed to erect any sort of shelter. There is no way you can tie your tarps down to a tree. Uh, the best method that I've seen so far is either letting the tarp rest on a group of people's heads or making a tarp burrito where somebody gets a blanket and wraps themselves up in a tarp and hopes that they stay dry. Because the, would, police will, the police will take your, uh, you know, shelter down. There are so many people in this media room. It is amazing. There's so much. There's, there's more and more and more organization going on as time continues. It's beautiful. Since you face the possibility of arrest the entire time that you're up there, have you mentally prepared yourself, and do you know what procedures you're going to go through if that happens? Yes, I have mentally prepared myself for the worst. At first, I started reading. Um, unfortunately, there were there were like riot blogs, but I think that as long as we maintain our peaceful, calm demeanor, which it seems everybody has done, um, as long as we keep that, as long as we keep that peaceful. Um, uh, mindset. I don't think that there is going to be anything that, that is going to go wrong because these people are getting arrested for doing nothing wrong um, and they're getting let go. They're getting let go pretty much immediately within a, within a day or two. Well since you're in the media hub right now, can you tell us who you're you're bunking with? Individuals, I it, it doesn't seem to be any of the reporters from other organizations, uh, the media hub that we're at is specifically volunteer people, uh, people who have knowledge of editing software, people who have knowledge of shooting video, uh, people who have knowledge of properly interviewing people, and uh, they have all kind of impromptu set up a system where they're getting gobs and gobs of information from different people, from uh, from people who aren't affiliated, from local businesses. They're gathering as much information as they can. They're kind of editing it into uh, new websites that we'll probably be able to give links to in the next couple days um, as we put them online. Uh, there are it seems to be about a dozen people uh, at the location that we're at right now, and everyone has a laptop, and everyone is working on Twitter or Facebook or on the Wa Occupy Wall Street uh, webpage currently. Um, They're shouting about getting leaks constantly and, and coming up with new news information. Um, 
There seems to be a large uh, support and connection with this group. It, 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 you can really feel that one of the primary self-defenses here are info tactics uh, as you begin talking uh, to this group of people. They're, they're really doing a good job of self-organizing and make sure to, making sure to get as much information out as possible. <laughs> There's all kinds of international people here right now, too. May I ask you guys a question? Please. What, what kind of um, news are you getting? Up, like, are you getting anything up to date? Um, what, is, what is going on out there? I haven't had a chance to actually like, see for myself from like, an outsider's perspective. The New York Times covered you guys and, um, and we're being honest about everything, it seemed. Um, I have not gotten a copy of that yet. Yeah, we were on the first front page, I believe. Uh, I'll send you the link. There is also a uh, like a local like a like a Occupy Wall Street journal. There's been a journal that started here. It's kind of part of one of the media projects. Is a street zine, although it's put together far more newspapery. newspapery. <laughs> <laughs> We're so tired. We're <laughs> um, uh, they printed. It looked to be about several thousand copies of it. Um, it's one of the projects. We can close this if you need some privacy. Um, sorry. We we are interviewing from a shower stall in a bathroom. <laughs> it's nice to hear that uh, the, the New York Times has treated this in an even manner. Uh, I would uh, thank you for that link. I will be reading this later tonight. Matthew, have you heard about this from other students uh, without prompting them? Is this something that in the collegiate generation, uh, which is a wider spectrum, uh, but you know, 30s and below or slightly above, uh, are, are these kids aware of this going on in school? I mean, we, I talked to several teachers today uh, we were carrying the uh, civil peacetime flag for the United States, and most people thought that I made that flag up, uh, and I was actually educating educators on our history in some ways. Um, is, is this something you think that because of our techno-savvy generation, people are picking up on, or do you think it's uh, still kind of suppressed enough that unless you're friends with somebody who's into this kind of thing, <laughs> um, what, what, what are your observations around the, the school? Are kids aware of what's going on? Are teachers aware of what's going on? It, it is suppressed. Um, although, you know, I'm not, I don't hang out at like the hub and just get into different conversations on just random things. But yeah, there is like a, there is a code of suppression like, um, I noticed, you know, like you have like a, a heavy code of suppression on conversation about like 9-11 or something like that, um, or the war on war in Iraq being unjust or war crimes, like all those kinds of things are, are just like, they become like sore subjects. But this is, um, this is new, definitely not a sore subject, but it's suppressed, like it's, 
it's like um, just it's being it's pretty much like hopeful that you know it doesn't really uh, catch on or that's what I that's what I sense but then on the other hand I sort of I sort of have so much distrust in me that I uh, that I speculate like you know I, I wonder what the agendas are underlying this um, on the part of other people that we can't talk to you know like the one percent um, but yeah but directly as an answer to that question like I don't I don't really um, I don't really hear of it or see much of it and just little rays like on the internet but now I was just gonna mention and, and um, kind of in response to your earlier question too and this one <clears throat> uh, John Stewart when when he puts something on this show I mean that reaches the masses pretty good um, think I think that like I mentioned Fox did too but when John Stewart does it it really like it really just sweeps I think um, but John Stewart having something on show Fox having a snippet <clears throat> even though they gave their negative kind of light to it um, I think it's getting out there now yeah well definitely yeah that's great to hear such popular voices speaking about it wide reaching audiences thank you for being there man thank you for being there man I feel like I should be there too you know like I thank Caleb too I saw he was there um, just thank you for representing and uh, and I'm interested to, to hear how this how this unfolds well thank you um thank you i i didn't feel like i really had a choice uh i i really wanted to get out here and uh be a part of this i i've wanted to be a part of something like this for a long time uh but have been just kind of waiting and when we heard that it was happening uh, it took me about well yeah, it took us about a couple days to, to put everything together. Uh, we didn't have any money, so we had to rely on rides for other people. Um, I'm borrowing things from my little brother to help uh, keep us dry. Um, this is, you know, we reached out to people, and as soon as our needs were met to come up here, uh, we came up here. Um, so. We appreciate your support, and we appreciate the support of everyone else's uh, help us get up here. Um, we hope to continue uh, relaying back as much pertinent information as possible uh, to help kind of spread the word here. Would it make more sense for me to um, donate directly to some people that I know than to donate to? site I mean like you guys have direct needs and if I could scrounge up like a little bit of money for a donation I mean I could pass it along to you guys that are that I know right uh, yeah I mean, we would, we're both uh, up here um, we're kind of stranded now Our, the ride that had brought us up left earlier today 
Uh, one of our personal needs at this time is uh, just the peace of mind that we have a way back. Um, we've been looking at the cheapest solution and it seems the Megabus is the way. Um, so personally, uh, we're looking for two Megabus tickets uh, from, <laughs> from here to where you are, actually, Matthew. Um, depending on how much time we actually spend up here, uh, we may accrue more personal needs. Um, but I think that a general donation to the group uh, also assists us in that uh, we're able to maintain uh, the food and the medical supplies and the the needs the media needs the more we can just keep everyone's morale up that will be directly affecting us as well thank you for your reporting thank you for getting back with me and letting me know that you're safe thank you uh we feel we feel really great to be able to communicate with you guys uh um it, it it's it's really an honor to be working uh, with you uh, there in Williamsport, um, you know, distributing this information as we're able to collect it. So we, it's it's community effort, and uh, the solid solidarity is felt from here to Williamsport, brothers. Good. Well, you're in you're in my heart, man. And uh, I reiterate what Matt said, and that is, you know, thank you for representing us, and and thanks for helping to make sure that rural America actually knows that this is going on. So, thank you. Yeah, so have a have a good safe night and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Good night Isaac. Good night Matthew.